here's where we are. As we rejoin Boot, Enid, and Ma, they've crossed over the chasm in the spider cave, and they're being led by a group of tiny spiders into the unknown. It's at this time Ma has a moment to reflect back on her life and on the decisions that she made. And the copper scourge, this uh, multi-headed whip uh, that's hanging on her waist, just gnaws at her. And the first thing that Ma thinks back on is the days after Gilbert McCaw was killed by a werewolf. Nate, where, where was Ma the day after Gilbert, her husband, was killed? They had a favorite fishing spot. They'd go out every day, you know, just cast a line. And really just, they could spend the entire day there and it would feel like it was just 20 minutes. You know, it's one of those spots where it was just something magical about sitting there, but not just the place, but the company. And now she's sitting here alone, you know, still on her side of the dock, leaving a space where he would always sit. And she's casting out her line, but she's not saying anything. She's not catching anything. She's not saying anything and she's not catching anything. And she draws her fishing line back and then she tosses out again. As soon as the, the line hits the water, there's the ripple of the hook dropping into the water. But there's almost, it's almost like the surface of the water has been pierced by some sort of a spike. And uh, just black liquid emanates out from the hook into this crystal clear fishing hole. And uh, it's, it's fairly rapid, but just picture almost, it's almost like black billowing smoke under the water that's coming from this part where the, where the surface of the water was broken. And the entire lake just, uh, just turns gray and then it just turns black. And then it doesn't look like a lake anymore. It just looks like a pit that just has no bottom. Ma could even feel like a breeze. There's almost like a sucking feeling of, of air around her. The temperature uh, drops down and, and a breeze flows into the pond. Suddenly there's a voice beside her that says, Mind if I sit here? Well, I, I reckon from... You know, the way the water's looking and the rest of the atmosphere. We don't get weather like this around here. I don't have much of a choice, do I? As, as you look over, there is a beautiful, almost human woman sitting in Gilbert's spot. And she's uh, adorned in black leather. She has black leather wings. She has tiny horns. She has a, a tail, which uh, she kind of plays with almost seductively. She is the most beautiful creature that you have ever seen. And at the same time, she is repulsive. You don't want to be anywhere near her. And she says, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Glacia, and I came because you need a friend. You know, I, I, I just lost a good friend of mine, and I don't know if I'm ready to fill that hole just yet. Yes. Well, not that kind of friend. Well, let's see where this goes. You, um, I am aware of your loss, and I am very sorry. And I want you to know that your husband, Gilbert, I wish I could tell you he's in a better place. He's not. He's in a very bad place, but I can help you with that. What, what, I, are, you, what, what are you saying? I am from down there. And she gestures towards the black hole that disappears now. And, um, I've met Gilbert. And he's not in a good place, but, but I can get him out of this not good place. And furthermore, 
I can help you make sure that bad things like werewolves don't ruin anyone else's life. Would that be something that you would be interested in? Now, if there's one thing I've learned, it's, you know, not not to just go on trusted people from down there. And uh, how, how can I even, you could just be coming here and saying whatever you want to say. And I, I, just because you know Gilbert's name doesn't mean you've met him, doesn't mean oh, he's down there. I thought you might say that. Have, have a look. And as you peer down into the hole, you see deep down, it looks like about 30 or 40 feet down, Gilbert appears. hes It's like he's hes drowning in, in blackness and, and these tentacles, like like venom-like tentacles, you know what I mean, are reaching up and racking, wrapping around it. And he says, help me, Gil. help me, Gretchen. Gil. You gotta get me, you gotta get me out of here. Help me, Gretchen. You bitch, why, why would you take him? I, I didn't take, I mean, it's, it's the he never did anything wrong in his life. I mean, yeah, he, maybe he would drink a little too much and, you know, ride his horses home. But, I mean, around here, most people do stuff like that, and that's not a bad thing. And he doesn't deserve to be there. That's the only reason I can do this. He doesn't deserve to be there. It was, it's something about death while cursed, a cursed death, you know, because he was bitten by the werewolf before he was killed by the werewolf. And, you know, it's just, it's, it does, it's unfair to be cursed and then immediately killed so you can't do anything about it. But that's what happened. So and you're now, telling me he's stuck there because of some semantics. Yes, that's basically it. You know, there's a code and, um, and Gilbert is in the sixth level of hell, which is where I come in. Uh, my name, as I said, Glacia. I am in charge of the sixth level of hell, and um, and I have the power to let him go. But I, I, I just can't just do it because then, you know, people will be asking me all the time. And there's so many things that are just unfair that end people up down in the cursed realm of hell where I run things. It would just be crazy. So there, I, I wish I could just let him go. I can't. I, I kind of need. I mean, but it's practically me letting him go. I mean, really, I just, I need one favor from you at a time in the future. And it may not even happen, but I will, as I said, I can release Gilbert to go on to a better place. I can lift the curse from him and he will shoot like a ping pong ball out at the bottom of the swimming pool, just whip right up to the top where he needs to go. And I'll give you the power, as I said, to help. Make sure this doesn't happen again. You've got some children you're looking after there, don't you, Ma? They call you Ma, don't they? They call him Ma. Why wouldn't one thing bad happen to them? Wouldn't you want to have the power to make sure that they were safe? I, I wasn't strong enough to save Gilbert. Well, I can make you strong enough that nothing bad happens to those children. And you're saying it's just going to be one favor down the line. It might not even happen, but there might come a day when I need a favor from you and that day might never come Just but when i need that favor i need you to do it i don't know no questions just you just do the one thing that i need you to do i want to see gilbert go to a better place as soon as i shake your hand and not until i do the favor for you because he does not deserve the suffering now okay. i want to know he's going to be safe for as soon as we make a deal like this, because I know how you folk work, and I know I have to be careful with my words, and I know that it's not always the best idea, but I also know that I was weak, and I could not save my husband, and I don't I don't want to lose anyone else. Well, I definitely understand that. It's, it's the least I can do to try and save him now. Sure, and that's not a problem. I mean, 
I'm just gonna need a, I'm just gonna need a drop of your blood in this little chalice. And she, uh, just out of nowhere, kind of rolls her wrist around, and there is a silver chalice in her hand. And uh, it's it's not much bigger than a, than a like a champagne flute. It's a tiny little sort of drinking uh, vessel, but but that's that's what it is. And it's just suddenly there, and she's I'm just gonna need a drop of your blood in this chalice. And then then you, I mean, right before your eyes, you can see Gilbert make his departure from uh, from the deep dark depths of hell. And, uh, and our deal will be sealed. Ma pulls out her little pocket knife that she just always has. And she kind of looks it over. And she looks out. I think you've got yourself a deal. She's going to cut on her hand and just okay. hold it over the flute. That blood does not miss that little chalice at, at all. I mean, she just catches those little drops almost individually out of the air inside the chalice. And you get the impression this is not her first time. And she catches the blood. And she says, oh, I think you've done something really, really smart. And with that, you see um, you see Gilbert. First, he's, sort of, he's, he's almost like stood up by the blackness. And, um, and then he rises up slowly at first and then faster as he comes up out of the hole. And he says, thank you, Gretchen. And as he goes by, he has this smile on his face that you've never seen before. And it reminds you of the woman next to you where it's beautiful and horrible at the same time. And then uh, he just accelerates and disappears into the sky. And with that, your your memory sort of fades away. And then you thought about when you were back at the cabin on your way to Silent Mountain, where you are now, and you saw that cabin and you knew exactly what it was. As you stepped inside, you could just feel just the way the air was and the, there's just the faintest smell of sulfur. And the uh, as you opened the trap door down into the cellar, you knew exactly what was down there. Just not consciously, but just in your soul you knew. And that's why you went first. And that's why you left Boot and Enid on the main level. And you you heard the words and you heard them in the exact same voice of the woman who sat next to you on the dock. And they said, Your debt is due. The veils grow thin. Ombrazul's prison floats to the surface. You will play your part as we agreed. And then the scourge appeared and you feel its weight on your hip, and it's about 10 degrees cooler to the touch than the surrounding air temperature. And you know that you took that scourge because the unspoken words were, if you don't take this, you knew the kids would. You knew that it would go to them if you didn't take it because Glossia knows your weakness. And so you picked up the scourge and you feel the power in it and after you're walking with it and holding it as you think about it and you reflect on it you know exactly what it's made for and you know exactly what it does and so this is uh this copper scourge is a plus one to hit whip essentially and it's a plus two damage but this 
this cursed weapon can call forth the power of Glacia and the sixth level of hell. And you can use a, a power called Wrathful Smite when you use this weapon. And what that would do is let you roll an extra D6 and the uh, target of your attack, if hit, has got to roll a wisdom saving throw to not be afraid of the visions of hell that will crash into their minds. And so this is truly a, uh, a powerful, nasty, nasty weapon. You also know that if you uh, showed this weapon to anyone, uh, you would have advantage on intimidation. This is, this is an unsettling item to look upon. But there is a curse on it, and you can feel it. And you, you felt, when you took it, you felt the bond with Glacia get stronger. And you knew that your chances of resisting her requests when they come got a lot smaller. That's the copper scourge that you run your hand over as you follow Bootening deeper into Silent Mountain.